follow the Four Corners Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, Four Corners Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Podcast Four Corners. And check us out on Instagram, Four Corners Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. I want to take this time to apologize to the television audience for what they're about to see. week we are going to be reviewing nwa power episode six we recorded this on a monday to post on a wednesday and between that time episode seven happened and jim Cornette made some controversial comments which led to him resigning from the nwa we unfortunately do the timing we cannot discuss that this week so tune in next week and we will probably talk about that situation in more depth Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Shad. I am here with Brad. Matt is not here. If you listened to the last episode, you know why. We wish Matt all the best. We're pulling for you, man. We want everything to go nice and easy. Brad, how are you doing? Uh, I am doing good now that the temperature is not in single digits where I live. Ain't that the God's honest truth? It got down to 13 down here. It got to 9. 9! Yeah. Isn't it weird that (laughs) 4 degrees, like, that's not much difference, but the difference between 13 and 9 sounds bigger than that. Well, you know, it's really sad, though, like, because we've had a couple winters where we've had a couple weeks in, like, the negative 20s. Yeah. It's really sad when that happens, and then 9 degrees feels nice. In comparison, yeah. (coughs) So, we want to say thank you all for joining us. We've got some shout-outs we need to do. The first one, we need to do our (laughs) shout-out. If I can do this without my cough for some reason coming back. we got to do our shout-out with Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand, collarandelbowbrand.com. Use the promo code for Corners Podcast. That's the number four, capital C in Corners, capital P in Podcast. No spaces to get 10% off your order. They are running a sale right now that our promo code does stack with. There's a clearance sale going on ahead of Black Friday, and their Black Friday deals are usually pretty good, too. Also, we need to do our shout-out, and this is going to be... <coughs> I believe, Brad, we were saying, what, probably January, right? That we were yeah. going to be looking... The way we're we're, be... Go ahead. The way, we're, um, the way we're spacing our episodes out right now, it's probably going to be January, but we want to make sure that Matt can be on here for WWC, so we're kind of yes. pushing that out a little bit. So what's probably going to happen is... is um, when you get into tonight's format, we're going to be doing what we're going to be doing tonight a lot. Uh, this is kind of an idea for a series. It it benefits us in that it lets us watch like a lot of different wrestling, but it also makes things easy for Matt to like kind of plug into with little um, 
with little effort on his part to where he can look at what the schedule is and watch it. Um, yeah. And then know that he can do it that episode. So what we're doing is... Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. That The shout-out's Epico Cologne. We will be doing a WWC review probably in January. Uh, and now, Brad, I'm sorry, go on ahead. <laughs> so um, this kind of came up... I think we've been kind of toying with it for a while. So what we're going to do is, you know, because WWE has been just absolutely dreadful lately. And um, ratings dropping like a godforsaken rock. Yeah. And if you've been listening to this show, we've been we've talked about WWE a little more lately just because it's kind of been pertinent to kind of like wrestling. But if you've noticed since WrestleMania, like we really have not talked about WWE very much at all. It has not been. It has been. It's been tough one of the worst. Watch. It's been one of the worst um, runs of wrestling I think I've ever seen. It's been really hard to watch, and you know what the hell of it is? Is they have even gone out of their way to make watching the old stuff on their, um, watching the old stuff on the network hard to watch. I uh, I had a picture that I sent to. Brad and Matt, uh, earlier today or yesterday? I think it was earlier today. I think it was earlier today. Okay, so I, if I'm going to watch the network, I usually watch it through my Fire Stick on my TV. That means that plugging in the whatever the the terms that you're searching for can be kind of a hassle because you're you don't. It's not like you have a little keyboard. <clears throat> that was that was a um, that was a purchase I made back on my. Xbox 360 um, was a little keyboard on the bottom of the controller, so for God's sakes, I could look stuff up in a reasonable time frame. I well, those. yeah, on, with a Fire Stick, you have to move the cursor around, punch letters one at a time. You want, picture, you want, you want to have your mind blown real quick before we get back on topic? What's I that? Bought, I bought the keyboard attachment for the Dreamcast back in the day so that I could talk to people on Fantasy Star Online in, like, a timely fashion. Man, that was that system was ahead of its time, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I still have that keyboard somewhere. I need to look through my stuff. <clears throat> so, um, here I am with my, my Fire Stick remote holding my youngest child in one hand. My youngest child, who can't walk yet, but seems convinced that base jumping from my shoulder height is the way to go. <clears throat> Along with, here I am with one hand trying to punch it in. I punch because I wanted to watch, um, I, I saw someone on Twitter posted a fan video of Nakamura's entrance from Mania 34. And just the crazy crowd response. I was like, man, that's amazing. And it just staggered me at how, how big that would be for the, like, for Nakamura to have that kind of entrance and that response. And it, it was like, just imagining being in that spot, I almost got the shakes. And I'm like, I want to see that like from the TV, right? And so I'm trying to plug in WrestleMania. Because it's like, okay, if I narrow it down to just WrestleMania, they tip, typically go most recent backwards. It's just last year, not a big deal, right? So yeah. I punch in WrestleMania. It's all in lowercase letters because... It's I mean, a hassle to, to yeah. you know, capitalize and stuff. I punch it in. It says, we don't have anything that matches that search term. 
Did we did we talk about when they changed the UI back in the summer on the show? A little because bit, a little bit, it, and it, it's I I didn't like it before, but it is absolutely dreadful now. Before it, the search function worked, it wasn't you know. It wasn't good, and like it didn't tell you. It didn't like if you watched something and then like if you're watching something old and went away for a couple weeks, it wouldn't tell you if you've watched something previously. Well, it, you could pick up from where you left off pretty easily, but you know the search function worked, and yeah. the menus. Once you got a hold of the menus, they weren't hard to navigate. It wasn't complicated, and there weren't a bunch of broken or a bunch of steps. <laughs> no, but comparatively to like any other streaming service, like it's if you happen, bad. even like Disney Plus that just came out has a far superior user well, interface. Yeah, and as opposed to, sorry, we don't have anything that matches the exact letters that you put in for our biggest show of the year, our marquee event. We can't find it, and so what I had to do is I had to navigate through the menus. To the pay-per-view, I had to go to active pay-per-views, because there's a spot for active pay-per-views and retired pay-per-views. And if you want to watch old WCW stuff, it's all the way at the bottom. And finally find, go to WrestleMania, and then go through the list to get to Mania 34, and then jump <coughs> to the Nakamura Styles match. To remember that that Mania, they had killed all of the crowd mics so you could barely hear the crowd reacting to Nakamura's entrance. And so I got to be pissed off about that um, on top of the god-awful UI that they're parading around. Sorry, that was a big old tangent. Uh, no, but it's awful. Like, I, I haven't... I actually don't have an active subscription right now because I literally stopped watching it when they made that changeover because it's such a pain in the butt to do anything. I still have mine so that I can watch old stuff. But I am in this place where I am... Ah, boy, that's getting to be tough to justify to myself. But I mean, even even watching like YouTube on my Roku app, which isn't like necessarily user friendly, like it's far e easier to find what you need on there than um. Than, they, have a, um they have a search function that actually works. But I mean, well, like for this, so tonight we're doing NWA Power episode six. All mm -hmm. I did was put NWA in the search bar and it said NWA Power, and I was like, yes, yes, please, and. Yeah, so <clears throat> far easier than the WWE. I, I, it's one of those things where I can't help but wonder if this is a, another, another generational gap thing. But there's even stuff in the old stuff that's in the wrong place. Like they have a section for like the Global Wrestling Federation, and that's USWA Texas stuff. They're not the same thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but I can't help myself. <clears throat> but it's it's God, it's so frustrating. It's it, and it's not that hard, like because they they make like they make like basic they make like basic blank ones that you can just use. Like most yeah. indie promotions use the same UI. Yeah. Well, it's it, it is another one of those. I I can't help but wonder if it's a generational disconnect. <clears throat> Someone I comes up for bid and, and says. Hey, these people said that they can reprogram the network and make it better for cheaper than what it took. 
And Vince like, oh, hell, we'll do that. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, because if everything in that company ultimately has to go through Vince, we've got we've to admit good and bad, and this is pretty damn bad. I don't know. Everyone has an obsession, though, with making their website interface far inferior the last, like, five years. Yeah, and that I... Like, it's really sad that websites were more functional 15 years ago than they are now. I think my GeoCities website was easier to navigate. Yeah, it probably was. Alright, so anyway, we're going to be doing NWA Power Episode 6. Now, there's a couple reasons why we did this. Brad has been on the NWA train, and I have been meaning to get on the NWA train. And Matt has been picking up some here and there. Um, the truth is that NWA power goes for, what, about 50 minutes? It varies by week. Some weeks it's about 42 minutes, and it can get up to an hour depending on what they're doing. Okay. <clears throat> so it's not like you have to carve out three hours if you want to watch all of Raw for some reason. Um, yeah, I actually it- think this show marathons better than it does as a single viewing experience. Well, the other nice thing about it is it's on YouTube. It's free on YouTube, which means with it being free on YouTube, you can watch it on whatever platform you feel like. Are you sitting around in a hospital waiting room waiting on to hear about, you know, someone having a procedure? Put in some headphones, hook into the Wi-Fi, watch an episode. Because I've never waited in a hospital waiting room that's been less than four hours. So, you know, you can watch some episodes nice and easy. And I watched this on my Roku box on my TV, and it looked just like a TV show that would be on a 60-inch television in high def. Now, the other reason it's episode six, and we're not going back to the first one or something like that, is I was making the conscious decision to just jump into the most recent one and see how easy it was for someone to pick up that wasn't real familiar with it. How hard would it be for me to pick up and follow what was going? <clears throat> I mean, I, I not to brag, I'm, I like to think of myself as a decently bright guy. I, I, I'm not, I don't, you know, I have a master's degree. I don't, I'm not a, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have a JD or anything, but you know, I have a master's degree. I like <laughs> I like to think I'm a decently smart guy. I've been hit in head a few times, though. How hard would it be to pick up and follow? <coughs> and so that's I, part of why that. Um, and I think though, if you just if you just like try and pick up a random episode of Raw or SmackDown, like it's almost impenetrable in how incompetent the storytelling is at times. Well, for the sake of argument, last Friday, I just put my kids to bed. I sat down in my recliner, which sounds like a very old man thing to say sometimes. And I turned on my TV. And I was like, oh yeah, I have Fox. Here's SmackDown. Okay, it's starting. Now, I sat through the intro because I used to E-Fed a lot. And one of my initial characters used Are You Ready by ACDC's entrance music. So for some reason, there's a soft... There's a soft spot in my heart for the SmackDown entrance. It's like the soft spot on a pumpkin, I guess. <clears throat> and, um, you know, so I watched it, and the opening starts, and I went, oh, God. Because here comes Corbin doing his, and 
they recap a little bit, but they only recap the week before. They don't recap anything more than that. And then in one of the like worst segments, like regarded as one of the worst segments in years. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. Oh God, it was terrible. Like I got most of the way through that segment and turned it off, and I was just like, no. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't. They haven't licensed who let the dogs out to make this even more god awful and out of it, touch. That's because Vince doesn't know that it exists. Thank God. Yeah, no kidding. <clears throat> so we were looking at alternatives, like Brad said. Some alternatives that are floating around. We've talked about AEW a lot, so we're probably not going to talk about it as much, just because we already have. It's already out there. We like. I mean, generally, we like it, but. Let's talk about some other stuff that's floating around. Wrestling is kind of going through this renaissance right now of accessibility. So let's talk about some other stuff. Yeah, there. So this is this is also kind of an invitation. So if you if there is a if there is a smaller promotion, now we're going to put some we are going to put some limitations on this. So if you if there is a smaller promotion that you happen to run or that you are a fan of that has at least bi-weekly TV um, runs between 40 minutes and 90 minutes and is easily accessible via the internet. If you, if you send that to us on one of our social media sites, which um, I mentioned at the top of the show in a bumper, mm-hmm. you send that to one of us and, and how to access it, we will put it on the list and we will watch an episode and review it eventually. Now, one other thing I'm going to say is we reserve the right to turn it off, too. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, just just be aware that if, if it gets to a certain point, we might be like, look, if there's a lot of deathmatch in it, I'm, I'm, I'm not game, right? Like, that's not my thing. Yeah. But, it's- you know, we, we'll throw that out there. If that's something that you're, uh, if that's something that you're doing, if that's something you're, you've got going on send it to us we'll we'll check it out and now promotions that are on the list to watch are obviously world wrestling council um mm-hmm. mlw is going to come up very quick on here mm-hmm. i think we're probably going to watch the nwa pay-per-view um cwf mid-atlantic is on our list and probably cwf hollywood is on our list right now okay <clears throat> that's a pretty good assortment right there but Without further ado, NWA Power, Episode 6. Brad, can you give us a little background? So this is um, when Billy Corgan got screwed out of owning Impact by Dixie Carter, he bought the NWA. Now, I think he just bought the name and had to like start his own promotion. Mm-hmm. And I think he got the belts. But I don't know, he brought new belts. These are... These are not the new belts. Well, they're new versions of old belts, I believe. Are they? Most of of these are belts that were used in the earlier mid-80s. They look like old... (laughs) They look like old belts, don't they? I'm not sure when the national title was used, and I think that might have been like the the mid-Atlantic... United States Championship, but I know I've seen the belt bef- that belt before, but um, <coughs> I don't know where. Like the the world title is obviously the one Ric Flair had in like 
the the early, half dome. Yeah, yeah, the early and mid eighties. The um, the tag titles are the ones in the mid, from the mid eighties for like Jim Crockett promotions. So, and I don't know where the women's belt is from, but I'm betting that's like the eighties NWA women's title. Probably. Um, I don't know if you saw that one. I know she got jumped, but I don't know if the the title belt. Was. It it was it was sitting on the ring apron behind her. Okay. So it, it could kind of go both ways. It could be easy to miss if you weren't looking or if you weren't paying attention, but it'd also be easy to pick up. Now, one thing I think is really cool because I was kind of scoping out their their shop is they have enamel pins like Fear Lapel of the title belt, like face plates, which I thought was really cool. Now that is a cool idea. I like that. You don't see a whole lot of that sort of thing going on. Yeah. Um, now I, th- I think we were greeted in the countdown with Nick Aldis doing that commercial for the Retro Mania Challenge video game. Which, yeah. Which I got to I got to get me that when it comes out. My I look at that and it looks like. Um, it is touted it, as the official sequel to WrestleFest. Okay, the the stand up arcade game where. Like, a lot of the control, you couldn't figure out how to actually do moves or anything? Yes. Oh, God. And I looked at some of the other roster, and it's got Tommy Dreamer in it and the Road Warriors. Okay. Yeah, you saw the Road Warriors in that commercial. Yeah, fighting each other. Yeah, well, I mean, you make one, you can almost palette swap to the other, so that's a pretty easy tech demo. But I'll probably get that. That looks, it looked good. Yeah, well, that particular um, that particular game kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth because of the uh, because of the fact that it's, yeah, I there I, I couldn't figure out how to actually play it. It might be better with console controls, right? Because you only had the joystick and then. Punch Two buttons, pick, probably. But, yeah. Uh, well, we can hope so. So we get we go. So on these, you kind you kind of have to fast forward because they give you like a three minute countdown to start the show, and you just get like some basic stuff. Yeah. So then we kick off to the main event from last week, which was um, it was Outlaw Inc. of Eddie Kingston and Homicide against the Dawsons, which is just Dave and Zane Dawson. Right, and so we have the wild cards, who is Thomas Lattimore and Royce Isaacs coming out and getting involved, and they get jumped by the freshly debuting Rock and Roll Express. And yes, the crowd goes crazy, especially um, Volunteer Santa Claus. <laughs> I don't know how visible he was, so I so just to go into um, just to kind of background this a little bit, I marathon watched episode two to six through this. So I actually had to watch episode six like a second time because I needed to get the outline down. But volunteer uh, Tennessee volunteer Santa Claus was very present at ringside for a lot of this. I don't know how yeah. visible he was for episode six though. Oh, he he's he's he was pretty visible. Um, you're you've got him in. Um, if you're looking at the hard camera. He is just right of center from the ring. That's what I thought. Yeah, so, um, you know, it, it's a... You, I laughed because I knew exactly what uh, what you were talking about, even without have, us having discussed the name. 
I think they even mentioned him on commentary a couple times. Oh, did they? In in previous episodes, yes. Okay. So then, okay, so this this the only complaint I have here, and it happened, I think, at the time, is the the brawl kind of takes away from the finish of the match. Um, yeah, I mean, it. it let's be honest. To see Ricky Morton <laughs> do a flipping Canadian destroyer is is always going to be entertaining. <clears throat> but. If you were to ask me, you'd be like, who won that match? I'd be like, I, yeah, I don't know. Ricky Morton did a Canadian Destroyer. What do you want me to pay attention to? Yeah, and they were essentially fighting over a title shot. Like, the Dawsons had a title shot, and um, Kingston and Homicide kind of baited them into a match. Yeah. I could be I could be mixing that up, though. They could have been defending. I don't know. They, so they... The, the week previously, the wild cards cost Kingston and Homicide against um, the Dawsons, and then this week they beat them. Right. So then we go into this episode. We go into the um, we go into the intro, which is um, which is "Into the Fire" by Dawkins is the the music, which just screams eighties. Yeah. I like yeah. the intro because they they kind of give you like a. Like a biopic of the main guys, right? So you kind of like you kind of put names to faces before they come on air, right? Yeah, you you get you have some names to put to to faces, which is nice, but they don't they don't belabor the point. You know, you're not like sitting around going, oh, you know. Um, Here's what happened with this guy last week. Here's what happened with this guy last week. It's just like, uh, this person's on, <laughs> this person's on the show. This person's on the show. This person's on the show. Yeah, it's pretty. So, easy. That, so we kick off the show with the Rock and Roll Express coming out. Um, so they kind of come out and they give their seal of approval to Eddie Kingston and Homicide. Uh, my takeaway from the, this first part of it is that Robert Gibson should never speak. I'm I'm going to voice what might be an unpopular theory. Uh, I kind of had this theory that the rock and roll were basically Ricky Morton and anyone who was decently competent probably could have filled Gibson's spot. I'd and, say and, Yeah, and they would have been just as, as big... Uh, as they are now, because even even here, like, I mean, Ricky Morton's in his probably like early to mid sixties, and even yeah. like for this little bit of promo, he's still a better talker than a ton of guys. He's he's got fire. He's a baby face with fire, and he's he's always had that, and he's really good. And God, I feel bad about making this joke. But I don't know if Robert Gibson's looking at the camera or not. <laughs> so then, um, Kingston and Homicide come out and pretty much, you know, just <coughs> set up that they are challenging for the tag titles tonight. Um, I will say this from this segment, and I've said this through all of the NWA, is Eddie Kingston comes across like a massive star. Eddie Kingston and Homicide coming out there, they. It's interesting 
Because if you go to Indies, damn near anywhere in the country, <clears throat> you can see people that dress in very similar gear. But the difference is that they Kingston and Homicide, it looks right on them. It doesn't look sloppy. I have been on shows with people wearing that sort of thing, and they wear that because they think that's the kind of thing they're supposed to wear. <clears throat> Even at a time when my weight had gone up, um, after after my first couple of years, my my gear was I had long pant, long loose pants that I wore because it it went with the martial arts kicks well. But I had a singlet, and that was the top on it, like. You know, to because my thought is, I don't, I should look like you know, or look like a wrestler, right? Even though um, I busted that out for an, uh, to take uh, my oldest trick or treating this year, <clears throat> and we went to uh, because because the weather was so bad, like a bunch of places had it indoors, so we went to one of the indoors places. Holy God! Apparently, I just forgot how hot that is to wear, because it was crazy hot. But that's beside the point. Kingston and Homicide, it looks right on them. It doesn't look, it doesn't look lazy or trashy. You know, it, there there was there's been some like Facebook groups and stuff that the you know, trash bag wrestlers and you are not getting booked and stuff like that that are. That are making a name for themselves by by crapping on people, and yet some of these people you look at me like, "Ooh, um, <clears throat> I wouldn't have worn that." But then other people, it's just there. There's probably a reason behind it, right? Like there's there's if you were to find out, there might be something more behind it. But you, these guys, you know, it looks right on them. It fits. I think, that, he, I think I don't want homicide to stab me in the eye with a fork. So yes, I think um, I think Kingston especially, but homicide's a nice addition too. I think Kingston is a real like he was a big get for them. See, I wasn't super familiar with him, but we're going to come back to this later. He just really impressed the hell out of me later on in the show. I know him. I know him primarily from his like Chikara stuff, which he was a big part of for a long time. So. Yeah, yeah. It, my, my favorite thing that he did at a show once is um, he was beating this guy up, and he made like one side of the front row put their legs out, and then he took the guy and he bounced his head off of each fan's like foot <laughs> in a line. So yeah, that's nice. That's one of my favorite things that he did. <clears throat> um, you know, at some point, I really ought to go dig up some like a Chikara compilation or something because. You can, you can, um, what I would recommend is their, their streaming service is like $8 a month and it has everything. Okay. Well, I mean, my brother and I, Dragon Dragon has been a running gag for us for years. And, um, my wife got a kick out of, out of some of the, the stuff. I mean, it's, it's, <coughs> the silly stuff is just fun. And it's really, they can it, work, too. It's really hilarious that you brought up Dragon Dragon because that's Eddie Kingston. <laughs> that's wonderful. That yeah. makes me so happy. You know what? I'm Everything I said, forget it. 
Eddie Kingston is the star of NWA power. I am so on board. Never mind. Screw everybody else. Get him out of there. Eddie Kingston. All the time. Uh, so what did you think of like the, the look <coughs> of the show? I know we haven't gone to the ring quite yet, and it, they're going for a very retro studio look, but what did you? Th- how yeah. did you like the, the look <coughs> and the feel of the show? You know, the interesting thing about the, it, like you said, it does have a very um, retro look, and it sets them apart. And it, it's a smaller studio thing. The interesting thing about it is that you uh, you get more crowd noise this way. And when you get more crowd noise, you can tell when they're involved. You can tell what's getting over, and it's infectious. As opposed to some places that try and turn the crowd noise down so you can't hear it. <clears throat> Even in larger venues, it can be kind of hard to pick up on it. I mean, it's it's kind of a rarity. Although oddly enough, last night I watched. Um, I, I have no idea why, but I ended up watching Ultimo Dragon versus Steven Regal uh, for the TV title at uh, which show was it? It was uh, Great American Bash '97, I think. And the crowd, the crowd noise was there too. That was something that, for a lot of WCW, was because you could hear the crowd noise. <clears throat> and to hear that crowd noise is good because it's infectious, and you get excited, and you get more invested in what's going on. Sure, you got your studio set up, and that looks retro. <clears throat> but there's also whenever they go to the ring. It looks like there's a lot more people watching than you might guess. No, they, they, I, I was actually shocked. Um, cause you have an idea, you have in your head what you think like a studio crowd's gonna be, which is maybe mm-hmm. like 150 people. And there might have been 150 people there, but like the, when they did some of the wide shots, it looked like that's those stands went up like a decent. Yeah, it, it looks like more than that. You know, yeah. you go to. <laughs> You watch any old WCW Worldwide, and they've got like three rows of chairs that go around three walls of the building, and they're all so yeah. far back from the ring, and it's it's just so sterile because those were those were people who were at Disney and they went in for somewhere cool to sit down or something, right? Yeah, and and going back to the crowd noise, what's <laughs> nice about the studio is you can you can grab like what individual people are like saying too. Yeah, what what was it? Someone is is like. Like later on, someone said to Kingston, you know, "Like, get him, Eddie, or something like that." Yeah, and that you know, <clears throat> I got to tell you, that was something that happened at indie shows that you just didn't get elsewhere, and it's fun. You know, people are paying attention when they do stuff like that. You know, they're involved. Yeah. So then we 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 go to our first match of the night as. Trevor Murdoch uh, defeats Caleb Conley in a pretty quick little squash match. Yes. Um, okay. <clears throat> Interesting thing about this. Trevor Murdoch. Oh, how do I say this? Trevor Murdoch looks really out of shape. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's, the funny let's, thing let's, is. Let's wheel it back for a second. So this Trevor Murdoch is the guy that teamed with Lance Cade and WWE in like the mid two thousands. Yes, yes, same guy. <laughs> he wore a trucker hat, trucker hat, and a sleeveless like flannel vest or a flannel shirt with the sleeves ripped off. 
And he had big mutton chops, and he was a ginger. We look at Trevor Murdoch here, and you're just like, wow, he's uh, he's not in shape. But the interesting thing is, that works for him. He's actually pretty light on his feet, though, because he wins, like, coming off the top rope, and he had some... He had some good air, like, when he came <laughs> off the ropes. Yeah, he moved really well, but I'm just saying, even if Trevor Murdoch looked out of shape, it didn't look bad on him. And it, it was... Um, the one, one thing that in this match that I really enjoyed... It's not, it's not a complicated match. It's not even a really long match. But... <coughs> And we talked about Murdoch. I'm going to forget the other guy's name again. Or our, oh, Caleb Conley. Conley. Conley, he's, he's younger. He's very in shape. That sort of stuff. Conley's story in this match is, I'm going to screw with Murdoch's cardio. So he's, you know, he's avoiding him. He's using dodge, dip, dip dive, and dodge. And, you know, Murdoch is kind of playing heel and and beating him up but then Conley comes back and here's what he starts doing <clears throat> he's throwing drop kicks like his offense you could pretty much sum up as two feet to the chest against Murdoch for most of this match but then and this is the thing that I always did like because Cornette's on commentary with some real young-looking dude. James Cornette's doing commentary here. And James Cornette's happier than a pig in slop because this is this is what he wanted. This is what he loved. But Cornette on commentary is selling the story. And, like, I picked up on what he was doing, but I appreciate so much that Cornette... He doesn't go over the top with it, but both the announcers are selling the fact that Conley is trying to drive all the air out of Murdoch's lungs and make it harder for Murdoch to just get up because, you know, he's had the wind knocked out of him. And you know what? That just, I just really liked that. And and like you said, Murdoch ends with, with the flying bulldog, and it looks good. I think they'd said on a previous couple episodes, because this is, I think, the third time Murdoch's wrestled. Okay. Um, I think they said he retired for a couple years, and he's kind of like just come out of retirement recently. They said he was semi he was he was semi retired and had just about quit. Yeah. So. Um, Which also, I think he's a good pickup for this because I think he he adds like a nice element. Like he feels very different from a lot of the other guys. He does. He really does. <laughs> and I believe I believe this week, which is. This the next episode will come out by the time we we post this, but I believe he's wrestling Nick Aldis on episode seven. Is he really? Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Well, in any event, it was that's a that was a good opener. It told a solid story. It was engaging. I actually kind of like both these guys. And it was a quick little match; like it didn't overstay its welcome for what it was. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a long match for it to be good. And you know what? I, I like it. So then we get a we get a recap of last week with um, Ricky Starks beating 
Aaron Stevens in a two out of three falls match. The first one, he like instantaneously pins him. Stevens gets yeah. mad and then he loses the second fall. Yeah. Now, I guess Stevens is, is doing uh, an actor gimmick now. Yeah, and he so the first episode he came out and um, he pretty much said the people aren't allowed to make eye contact with him. Yeah. Okay, by the way, just in case anyone's trying to place the name, you might have known Aaron Stevens as Damian Sandow. Yeah. So he's he's out there doing this. He's doing classic heel stuff. He's kind of doing a comedy gimmick too, though. Well, yeah, he's doing classic heel stuff with some silly in it. Yeah, so so he kind of did that. Then there's one week he they posted a video of him in like this really like god awful shitty Pirates of the Caribbean knockoff, and I don't remember what he called it. I think he talked about it here though. Uh, I, think it, I think it was like Tropical Pirates or something. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, so he comes out here in his pirate garb, and he's pretty much just like, you know what? Like I quit. And then the fans get all happy, and he's like, what, you don't believe I'm going to do it? And then he pretty much, like, goes on a bit, the fans jeer him, and he walks off. Right. And I thought this was a good interview. Like, he adds a nice element to this, Mm -hmm. I think. Because, like, again, he serves a very distinct purpose from a lot of the other people on this show. Yeah. The thing about him, I actually kind of expected him to do the Kaufman thing. He's like, I'm leaving. I mean it. I'm going, and they keep cheering. And then I expected the—I honestly expected the—you haven't seen the last of me. <clears throat> but you know, he was like, "Fine, I'm going. I'm leaving. That's—I'm—I'm I'm sick of this. I'm going to go do my movie." And he, he's doing this whole thing. It looks like you know. When I say without pants on, I don't mean in the way that makes sense for a wrestling show. If you follow what I mean, like he even said he wasn't fully dressed. So, um, so it looks like if I'm looking at future tapings, um, without spoiling things, it looks like he is going to get involved with a question mark to continue his feud with Ricky Starks. Oh, okay. Oh, the question mark. God. But we'll get into the the context of the question mark, though, because there is, um. Okay. So anyway, um. You know, he cuts his, he cuts a good promo, and then he goes. It didn't take real long, either. No, th- like, most of the stuff, um, especially this week, is very, it's very, very quick, very, like, piffy. Like, nothing that really overstays its welcome on this show. Right, right. So then we, we get a recap of um, pretty much last week where Marty Bell turns on Allison Kay and her and Thunder Rosa give her quite the beat down in the ring. Um, yeah. I'm not, I actually liked this angle. I thought it played well as a recap. Mm-hmm. It was a good recap. They didn't belabor the point. It was just like, here's what happened. Okay. Yep. Now here we are. And it's like, okay, cool. So then we get Marty Bell and Thunder Rosa coming out for their match with Brooklyn Creed and Crystal Rose. And I've just got to say like, Creed and Rose looked as jobbery as jobbers could be. Yeah, they looked... In my head, I I hate to do this to people. I really do. But the in my head... Because I've worked with a lot of folks. And if you're filling that role, you're filling that role. And I get it. 
but I've worked in a, so I don't like to label pe- people this way, but they were generic one and generic two. I think that, but I think that worked for them though, because I think generic in this case, like it, it let you know, like what they were. Yeah. And, and then you can do something with them later if you want to and like spice them up a bit with, sure. and, you know, well, I mean, no, no shocker here, but they get squashed. Yeah. And so when they get squashed, they, you know, it, it nothing about that is first of all shocking. And then second, you know what? Uh, it's it's okay. There's not a problem with that. I mean, you, you look at a, you look across the ring at the two of them and you're like they're going to get squashed. I like Thunder Rose's uh, half face paint. Yeah, um, I worked with a guy. I, you know what? One of my favorite matches I ever did. <coughs> myself and a fellow named Duke Allstriker tagged against Alex Angel and a fellow named Arson. And Angel and Arson actually both did the half face paint thing. Like they they painted different halves of their face. Oh, thank God! That that's amazing. Did they do like the same design? Yes. Yeah, they. I, I'd, I'd have to go and dig the pictures up, but. It was right after the Dark Knight came out, so like one half they each did one half of the Ledger Joker thing. Uh, okay, that's cool. So, and you know, it it worked. It was you know, it, and that was a good match. God, God, I wish we could have done that match more often. So then they do they do a promo afterwards. Now, what I really liked here, and um, is Thunder Rosa essentially called um, David Marquez fat. Okay. And then she's talking, and you could just see, like, the consternation on Marquez's face after she did that. Yeah. And I just have to say, I love David Marquez. Like, he, he's, like, the booker for um, CWF Hollywood, which has, like, been consistently on TV in California for about a decade now. Yeah. Like, he's a really underrated wrestling mind, and I think he's actually a good interviewer when they use him for this. Right. <clears throat> yeah, it, he's. I think he is a really good interviewer because he's not overpowering anybody, right? He's he and he he knows what what his job is and he does it well. And I thought this was a decent interview. I don't I don't particularly care for Marty Bell talking. She got the point across. Um, she could use some polish. Yeah, and I thought Thunder Rosa did a good job. Like she got the point her character across, even though she was speaking in spanish yeah um and she doesn't like dave marquez for some reason because <laughs> well, she was all like up on him before they started talking too well i mean it that's douchebag behavior and douchebag behavior always gets you over as a heel so it's just basic douchebag behavior but yeah the thing that thunder rosa did something that i didn't think would be a big thing <clears throat> I didn't think that I would see someone using a flying double stomp as a finish that I would be happy with. But Thunder Rosa does it in a way that I vastly prefer to every other flying double stomp I've seen. Because she does not do it to your chest with you laying on the mat. She gets up there and waits for the person to get basically in table position. They're on their hands and knees and then comes off with it. And when she hits it, <clears throat> it you've got the distance between 
where the person's body was in the mat. So wherever she hits, it looks like she just flattened them. And then she just kind of rolls over and gets the pin. And I'm like, that's brilliant. I love that. I will say that with the women that even with the recap, like she is, she feels like a much bigger, like she feels like a more complete package and like a bigger star with a better look than any of the other uh, women on the roster. Even the champion, Allison K, like she feels like she is more of a star. Thunder Rosa feels more like a finished product. She feels big league and the others do not. Right. It, she, you, you could like if Thunder Rosa showed up on AEW Dynamite, you wouldn't be surprised. You'd be like, yeah. "Oh yeah, sure, totally." <clears throat> so, um, that's I mean that's uh, it, it was it was a fine segment. Yeah, it it it, it did a good job of building them. Yeah, what they're what they're after, like you totally know what their motivations are, and they've also they've pretty much got it set up for. Well, what happens when one of them wins the women ti- women's title because the other one's going to be pissed off and probably turn on them? So right, they, right. They've they've got like a multifaceted approach going there. So then next, we get a little vignette for the question mark that is debuting this week. Yeah, and they did. See, I thought they were doing a joke. <laughs> they do this no, whole it's, package. It's, a, it's the the question mark is a joke though. Well. Because they did this whole package, and what I heard them say, whether or not this is what they actually said, but they said, who is the Mark? And I was like, wow, that's some meta joke for... And they're like, oh no, here comes the question mark. And I'm like, what the hell? And he comes out, and he does what I've seen a hundred times before. People who don't have martial arts training doing what they think martial artists do. And they strike this pose, and they hold their arms in a certain way. And they do these weird hand gestures that don't actually do anything. And it's like, what are we? And then (laughs) the question mark wins. Okay, what I want you to do is I want you to take whichever hand is your dominant hand. Hold it up in front of you. Now, make the international sign or the American sign language symbol for I love you with it. Index and uh, pinky finger extended and thumb extended. Question mark's finish is to apply that hand gesture to the face of a bent over opponent. Yeah, so, so what this is, though, so it's intentionally supposed to be bad. It's supposed to be hokey and dumb because what this is, this is Josephus, who has been on previous episodes doing a really bad mask gimmick where you know it's obviously him because the crowd was, like, chanting that at him. I, could, I, I didn't know who it was, so I didn't understand what they were saying. Yeah, so this this is a guy that's been on previous shows and has had mixed success. So he's doing, like, a bad masked wrestler gimmick where you're supposed to know it's him. Okay. Okay, well... Yeah, that... it's, supposed, it's supposed to be hokey and dumb. Like, you're supposed to know it's him. And he like he's suppo- he's do- he's like doing like the bad martial arts like on purpose. It's yeah, it's bad. So it's it's all intentional. Okay, fair enough. But it it was it, as a segment. <clears throat> either I missed the joke or whatever, but it just didn't grab me. 
I think it would gra- have grabbed you better if you'd seen previous episodes and you immediately picked up on, oh, you're supposed to know who it is. Okay. It's yeah. A, it, yeah, looking back on it, there's there's some wink-wink, nudge-nudge to it. But I'm like... Uh, whatever. If you go by how the crowd's reacting, like what they're chanting at him, and then like when he wins and they like start over-enthusiastically, like, chanting for him. Like, the crowd kind of, like, played with it how it was supposed to be played. Okay. Yeah. So before (laughs) this, though, because they kind of did that video and then his match, but they had Colt Cabana come out, who... And this is the only thing they didn't recap, which is weird. So, going into last week, in episode four, they had this set up to the main event, which was a six-man of... Let me look real quick. Which was... Colt Cabana, Mr. Anderson, and Nick Aldis against the Wild Cards and James Storm. So what happened there was if James Storm and the Wild Cards won, James Storm got a title shot at Nick Aldis. And if um, Nick Aldis, Colt Cabana, and Ken Anderson won, then Colt Cabana got a shot at James Storm for the national championship. Okay. So... Uh, Colt Cabana, James Storm. I mean, Colt Cabana, Nick Aldis, and Ken Anderson won. So then, on episode five, which was the week before, they had their match, and Colt Cabana won to regain the championship. Now, Cabana, they did set it up a. Li- they did recap it a little bit. They just didn't <laughs> do like a video recap. As yeah, well. yeah. You know, James Storm's being mad about it and stuff, but Cabana comes out to do a promo. And um, first, I've always liked Colt. He, and they so and also to give a little background is Colt Cabana had the championship over the summer. James Storm beat him, and this is Colt Cabana regaining the belt. Yeah. So Cabana comes out and does this. I just won this title back promo, which he does really well. I mean, let's be honest. One of Colt Cabana's biggest assets is that he does really good promos he's very personable so he does a really good promo and he's really personable and it's you know he he tells a story about how he lost the title and then he wanted to he wanted to come back to it and and get it back cool the biggest issue i had with this segment is that national title looks awful (laughs) it's it's like an early 80s one but also, it's, Ricky, it's, Ricky Starks uh, comes out in the middle of, the, and like while he's talking, and kind of circles around him. Yeah, and I should have written down what he said because Ricky Ricky Starks only made like one comment and kind of walked away. And I actually really liked what he said, but I don't remember. I don't remember. I was just kind of along for the ride, seeing what happened. <laughs> but um, you know, it was a good segment. And I've always liked, I've always liked Cabana. He, he, Cabana has seemed to me to be the kind of guy that mixes comedy and wrestling very well. And I think it's set up, it sets up like future avenues. Like, so you can obviously do James Storm and Colt Cabana some more. You can throw Ricky Starks in there. Like it kind of opens up avenues for him to, to go with. Yeah. Uh, and, and so far, they've used their they've used their roster really well. Like most of the rosters shown up so far, and most of them like get across like, "Hey, I'm doing something." 
Yeah. Like, or like I have this this issue going on. <clears throat> right. And and it it you know it doesn't take them a whole lot to do it. it. They just go out there, they do their promo, and then they're done. And it's you know you're not like, oh god, they're cutting a, you know, a twenty minute promo or anything. Like to be able to convey a message in a compelling way in a short amount of time, I think is more impressive than taking forever to make the point. Yeah. And and they do that. And they do a very good job with it. So then we get uh, Eli Drake comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets interrupted by the wild cards. They kind of have a back and forth. And then Ken Anderson creeps up on Drake. And he's like, hey, I heard you needed someone with a big <coughs> mouth. Like, well, I'm here. Yeah. It, it was kind of funny to see him hang a lampshade on that. Yeah. So this, uh, is, this was kind of like a segment, I think, just to serve like the purpose of, hey, these guys are around. Like, everyone's got an issue with everyone. Yeah. You could see all kinds of stuff happen. Um, so, it, it, you know, it's a, it's, it's another fine segment. The, the wild cards. They're, I, the, I, they're the weak link, I think, so far on this show that, that I have seen. Well, I look at them, and they're both visually impressive. They look like wrestlers, right? The other thing I look at is, but as a team... They don't match very they, well. Yeah, they don't match. Like, they work together well, but they don't match. And you don't have to, but I kind of wish they did. Everyone else kind of has some element that ties them together, though, and the wild cards don't. Yeah, I, I wish they did. Also, those tag belts that they're wearing, just... Not a fan? N- Look, it might be heresy for me to, me to say this, but I never liked the NWA Half Dome title. I don't like any of the titles on this show. I don't like the way that the titles look. The national title especially looks bad to me because it looks like a chromed version of the continental United States on a, on a big wide fruit roll up. It looks like a boxing title and it's, it's just, I think it's a little too old school for my taste. Boxing titles look. Nah, boxing title. They yeah, look, they, they look chintzy and it looks too much like that. And it, the national title, like I said, it's. I guess it's supposed to be on red leather, but it looks like a great big fruit roll-up, and it's like, what do you, what do you guys want me to? Like, I know it's a big deal. It's got lots of heritage behind it, but could it look good while we're at it? Please. So I thought this was a decent little. Um, I thought this was a decent little segment. Like I said, it's really, it really just kind of serves to put their characters out there kind of get them over like i think for someone like you that's checking in you're just like okay these guys are here and there's tension so you see the wild cards come out and you're like oh it's the wild card they say it's the wild cards they're here and you're like okay those guys are teamed up together it's like well they have an issue with these guys like it's very easy it's done in a way that's very easy to to pick up kind of what's going on and where I think it's what's really been going on with Eli Drake is he's been kind of like agitating his way to a world title shot. Yeah. Like he's been getting, we'll get into Tim Storm here 
in a couple minutes. But he's kind of he's kind of key in there. Like, you know, he's kind of he was kind of, you know, getting around James Storm and stuff like he's been he's been kind of like popping in here and there to like try and put ideas in people's heads. Yeah. And now I like Eli Drake like he feels like I think what where this year really stands out is especially their main guys all feel big league. They they feel important. Yes. Yeah. And some of them have their flaws, which I think we'll get into here before the main event. Yeah. But, um, yeah, most of their guys feel like they could, you could see them in AEW or the WWE. Like, they they don't feel like you're watching, like, some chintzy, like, knockoff. Right, right. For the they, most part. They feel, like, they feel like they are on the card where they should be. Yeah. Yeah. So then we get, like, a little announcement from Billy Corgan that's not really an announcement. Like, I don't know what this served. Like, it was an announcement that there's going to be an announcement. Well, that and I guess he it kind was, of um, announced the pay-per-view. He kind of announced the pay-per-view, and he also announced... Um, did he do it at this point, or did he do it at the end? I'm trying to remember. But he announced that their, their email list gives you an opportunity for oh, yeah, access yeah. to stuff. So what it, what he was doing is... It's very low key, but it's free advertising to get you to buy in. Not even buy in, just sign up for like their list serve. <laughs> I meant to sign up for that and I did not. And and whenever you sign up for their list serve and that means you're getting information, they're going to send the information directly to you. Um things like that. And yeah. it, it's like that makes sense. That I sure, you know, it's it's not a you're not having to invest any money in it. But on the other hand, you know, why not? And it's it, Billy Corgan asking you to do it, so uh, yeah. as well, right? Now, I have to say the next thing I found highly amusing, and this has been one of my favorite parts when they do them, but Tony Falk's wrestling farm. That was a... <laughs> it got started, and I wondered what I was looking at for a minute, but he kept going, and I was like, ah, okay. That's this is amusing. Well, they did the one with Austin Isle. They did his like Universal Wrestling School, and then they had Tony Falk's um, Waffles and Tire Irons. Yeah. So this was this was pretty amusing. It's like we have we got faces, we got heels, like to make a balanced wrestler for you. Yeah, yeah. You you will grow whatever you need. So it, I mean, it was it was you know recognized Tony Falk. It was just a fun little thing. That it was, was corny in like a humorous way. Yeah. <clears throat> Very tongue-in-cheek in an enjoyable kind of way. Yeah. So then up next, we kind of get a recap of last week, which is Nick Aldis talking to um, Tim Storm. So in episode one, they did uh, Nick Aldis defending the world title against Tim Storm. And if Tim Storm lost, uh, he cannot challenge for the world title anymore. So in the in the wake of that loss, he has been kind of brooding. And mm. so kind of where the story is going, like, so is he going to figure it out and like stay like that virtuous? This guy's like a school teacher in his, you know, for his day job. And he's like living his dream as a side job. Or is this just going to eat away at him? And is he going to take the easy way out and like join up with Eli Drake and go heal? Yeah. Yeah, um, 
because I thought his facial expressions, like the um, where I thought this was really strong is like while Nick Aldis is talking to him mm-hmm. and like trying to encourage him, like you can just see that look on his face where like he's saying like, yeah, I know what you're telling me is the truth, but I'm just not buying in. Like, you know, you have what I want. Like, it's this is really easy for you to say. Like, there's just that dejected like look to him. Mm-hmm. I would say defeated look would be. Yeah. It, it's kind of splitting. Uh, I don't want to say splitting hairs on it, but it's, it's kind of it's kind of hard to put a finger on it exactly what the right term is. Yeah, it's but it's like it's very <coughs> there's a lot going on, like with his facial expression. Yeah. For this. Yeah. He, he's conveying a lot in that time. Yeah. Which I love Tim Storm. Like I, I hope that um, I hope that you get to see him wrestle on the pay per view because I think you'll like him. Well, hopefully we get to hopefully we get to do that. Um, or so hope, the, yeah, go ahead. So the Nick Aldis comes out. He cuts a short promo, um, and then he says that he does not want any shenanigans in this main event. So he grabs a chair and parks it by ringside. Now this is where. I like Nick Aldis. I think his promos have been pretty good. My biggest complaint with him, though, is I feel like I feel like he's reading someone else's script. Aldis is fine, but I'm just not bought in. You know, it doesn't feel like his voice. Like I don't feel like he's being him. I feel like he's playing a role that they need him to play. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And it's not that he's doing it badly. It just... It lacks the, the it lacks a certain level of conviction. Have you ever put on one of your socks the wrong way and the heels on the instep of your foot? Yes. It's fine, but it's really not what you want it to be. And it's something just a little off with it. Yeah. It's kind of like, have you ever had to wear contact lenses? Oh, yeah. I wear contacts periodically. It's like when you put your contact in first thing in the morning and there's a hair in it or like a little speck of something. Yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't sit quite right. Yeah, I was going to say like, it's, it's less the contact thing, because at least for me, when my contacts don't sit quite right, that is a very unfun circumstance. But I don't know. It's 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 minor but it's kind of noticeable, I guess, is what I'm like, trying to drive at. Or it's kind of like when you get that splinter in your hand that you can't feel unless you t- your hand just catches something just right. And then you realize, like, oh, wait, there, there's something not. Yeah. There's something not right in my hand. Yeah, it's just, it's it's minor but noticeable. And yeah. it's, he's not doing a bad job. It's just... No. It's just kind of... Now, one thing in this that kind of bothered me is Aldis is sitting there because he's like, <clears throat> we want to have this match be uh, a, we want to have this match be, uh, you know, I don't want any shenanigans in it. It's like, well, that's okay, except whenever you're doing this, that means you should probably stop some shenanigans. And they're not like, he doesn't really stop shenanigans in the course of the match. So No, but there are shenanigans after the there's match. There's shenanigans after the match, but 
you don't have like it, it. It feels like that they fouled it off. Like the pitch came in, and instead of hitting it clean, they fouled it off because that's not what. That's not what they kind of done. They'd kind of done some screwy stuff in the main events the last couple of weeks, so I think they <laughs> wanted this to be um, clean. Well, I mean, even if they wanted it to be clean, it wouldn't be hard to have someone come out and then Aldis just lays him out. That's true. And then and then Aldis sits back down, and it's like, <clears throat> this is what everyone was concerned about. I put a stop to it. Therefore, yeah. me being here serves a purpose, as opposed to setting up for a post-match thing. It was a little weird, too, because he really hasn't been involved in the tag team stuff. Yeah. He he had one match against the, the wild cards and that six man. But I, I don't know. It felt like he was interjected here in a weird way. Yeah. Why? So, why? Why is he involved in this? Why? Why? Like, I think that I think they're going for this, like the rosters involved with everyone else on the roster, which kind of makes sense. But like. I don't really feel like he would have been involved in this, to be honest. It just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. So the one thing I did like, so uh, Outlaw Inc., which is uh, Eddie Kingston and Homicide come out. I got a chuckle out of Homicide wearing an NWA straight out of Compton shirt. Well, yeah, a little bit. I thought that was humorous. Yeah. Um, so we, we get this match. It's It's not like a super long match, but I thought this was a highly enjoyable little main event. Yeah, it was a good match. Um, you saw <clears throat> good teamwork between both teams. That was really enjoyable. Um, the thing I was talking about earlier, and I, I might be remembering the spot incorrectly, but it looks like Kingston was trying, like there was supposed to be a powerbomb or something at play. I think it was a suplex where he, like, his knee goes out. Right, like, he was supposed to go up for the suplex, but he comes back down. The idea, well, I think it was a botch. It, like, he did, the guy didn't go over the way he was supposed to. But when Kingston puts him back down, he reaches down and he grabs his knee and he kind of stumbles. Just enough. They haven't even been working on the knee, but you're like, oh, man. And as someone with knee problems, I'm like, oh, gosh, I feel that. <clears throat> it's easy to, you know, see that and be like, oh, that's why he didn't get him up. I feel, I, I think that that was Kingston covering a botch very, very well. Because, you know, it, it seemed like there was just like this half step where they were like, uh, gonna do this now instead of what they were planning on doing, which is fine. Um... It wasn't even like, a bad botch because it felt like if it was a botch, he realized like a fourth of the way into it, like, oh, I don't have this right. Right. Like, this isn't going to happen. I need to, there needs, I need to cover it. And he covered it really well. It was, if it wasn't, I, I get the feeling if it wasn't me, maybe, then it would be like, I, I wouldn't have even thought about it. Well, I liked when he kind of did that comeback spot and they're all kind of laying there and he's kind of got his legs up in the air and he's kind of like grabbing, grabbing the knee he hurt. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he didn't just let that spot lie. Like some people. <laughs> Rollins. Um, 
it was he did a <coughs> he did a really good job, and this was a good match. Even if, even if it wasn't real long, but it was no. it was still good. Like everything was tight, everything made sense. You followed everything. Nobody did anything that you look at and you go, "Well, why would I do this?" It it, it just it just worked. I kind of think feel like the wrong team won, but that's just me. Well, that put the tag titles on the line, didn't it? Yeah, the tag titles are on the line. I I, I guess they're trying to build something with the wild cards by keeping the belts on them. So, you know, okay, fine. I'm not. I'm not really going to worry about that part. They had wrestled previously, <coughs> and it was a no contest. Oh, okay. because the Dawsons interfered, which led to them messing with the Dawsons for a couple weeks before circling back to a title match. Okay, all right, I got you. Now so- then, so pretty much after this, like. Pretty much most of the roster comes out and starts arguing with each other as the show goes off the air. Yeah. So you get a... Um, it's not a brawl, but there's enough tension that you're like, oh, I wonder if this is going to break loose. And it, it doesn't, but there's still enough tension going on. Yeah. So let's say, overall, <laughs> what, did you, what did you think of this as like a one-off coming in cold? You know, like, what? not even knowing who you would see on the show. It was very easy to pick up cold. It was very easy. I know you're jumping in the middle of it, but it was still very easy to jump into. It was very easy to pick up what's going on. It was very easy to follow what's happening. It's not like, you know, you're you're missing out on... You, you don't look at it and go, well, now, why are they doing this? It's, it's pretty straightforward and self-explanatory. And you know what? I am so good with that. I am so... It's, it's very easy to just pick up, from some, pick up in the middle and be like, oh, here's what's going on. And then follow it. Like you said with the... Um, <clears throat> the uh the question mark thing there's a joke not to get there you know not getting a joke there but that's like the only thing everything else was pretty easy to just pick up and go with so here here is the i guess here is the the ten dollar question if you will so like let's say let's say you find yourself a couple days from now um with an hour to kill would you would you get on youtube and maybe like bring up episode seven to see what happened. Probably. It, it would be very easy to just be like, oh, this happened. Well, let's, let's pick up what, uh, <coughs> what happened next. I'm curious what the next thing was. And yeah, compare it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It, it would not be hard to do. You just kind of like, oh, uh, I wonder if, uh, Kingston and homicide are going to be going into something again. I wonder what Colt's doing. I wonder what's going on with all this. Let's see what's uh, let's see what's up. So, um, did you have any expectations going into this? I went in with no expectations intentionally. I didn't. I, I've been subscribed to their channel for a while, but I didn't want to go in with any foreknowledge, specifically to see how it came off to someone in that spot. 
Um, and it was, you know, it, it, it picks up very easily. It's easy to follow. It's just, you and I were talking um, the other day, Brad, about this. This is a show that gets all the fundamentals right. Like, it is, it is very competent. It, I think what I said is that it's pretty much just doing the basics, but it's executing the basics extremely well. Yeah. And so you, you do all this, <clears throat> and that it makes for a good show. It's not, you don't, it, you know, it, it seems like everybody's wanting to do something big or complicated to stand out. It's like, if you just do the basics right, you're going to be in good shape, but I don't know. It sometimes it feels like people lose the forest for the trees. Sometimes I also think where where this show excels is it's it's easy to to digest and it respects your time. Like it says, okay, we're gonna give you a couple storylines and give us give us forty five minutes to an hour of your time a week, and we will give you these three or four storylines, and we'll push them forward a little bit every week for you. And Hey, there'll probably be a pay-per-view at some point and we'll like resolve this stuff and move on. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, look, it, it's, it's not <laughs> complicated. It doesn't have to be do. <laughs> and everybody in it's doing it. Well, I like that. You know, <clears throat> every now and then, <clears throat> Every now and then, <clears throat> something will come up in AEW that you need more background on, right? There's not a whole uh-huh. lot of stuff that is just easily plug-and-play. This yeah. is easily plug-and-play. Um, I think we could just about take everything we've said and write a book on WWE stuff. It's very... As much as they try and recap everything, every show, <laughs> it's not very plug-and-play. And it's going to be easier to pick up people and to keep people with the way they're doing stuff, I think. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to end up with <coughs> a huge fan base and their own TV contract. It's It's... At this point, it's more of a niche product, but it's a niche product done very well, and I think that it's going to um, it's going to grab people and keep them. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I I enjoy it quite a bit. Like I said, I I marathon most of this on Saturday. Um, it marathons pretty well just because of how episodic it is. Yeah, yeah, it does. <clears throat> and um i would if you, if you if you i think it's on the fight app too i would say i would highly recommend checking this show out especially if you're looking for something that's an hour a week that's well done has a unique roster to it i think you can't go wrong with this show it's good it's and it looks good. good it 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 has very good production values to it yeah um everything in it is 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 solid I think that's that's the way you can just call it solid, and you would be right. And whenever you when you say that, 
that means that you know what you're getting into. You're not getting into yeah. like weird stuff. And if if you've ever seen 80, 80 studio wrestling, like that's what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Like. Yep. And and so you know, I, I think I would give this a pretty solid recommendation. Yeah, I would give it. I would give this a high recommendation. Actually, I've recommended it to quite a few people. Well, then then there we go. Um, <clears throat> so NWA Power free YouTube. Go check it out. Yep, it, and it comes out every Tuesday. Usually comes out right after Dark hits mm-hmm. YouTube, which is I think kind of clever because you know, like, well, I'm here and I'm already watching wrestling. I can watch this too. I think the first week when they got a bunch of views, they got a bunch from AEW. So I think they're, I think they're being helped a lot by that. I could see that. Kind of. Well, that and you, you, AEW is not trying to kill everybody else, so no. All right. Well, I think that's what we were going to be hitting on tonight. So um, we want to say thank you all for joining us. Um, You know, check out check out NWA Power. See what you think. If you have something similar that you do that you'd like for us to watch, hit us up on our social media platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Do you agree with us on the NWA Power? Do you disagree? Let us know. And um, this is Shad and Brad. We've been in two corners, so there's plenty of room for some more folks to jump in. We'd love to hear from you, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.